the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go-to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high-profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. Welcome to the Arthur Idala Power Hour. This is Arthur Idala. It is 6.04 on Thursday, September the 28th, and here I am at my desk. It's been a uh, little bit of a busy day. Uh, I want to tell, I want to welcome Joan Pelzer to the show, because without Joan, it wouldn't really be a show, right, Joan? Hello, Arthur Idala. Don't tell everyone on the, the listening audience, when did I just get off the business call that I was just on? About uh, a minute ago. <laughs> a, min- a minute ago? Or a, a no, no, no. You got, off, you got off the Seconds. business call Seconds that was pretty ago. heated about a minute ago. Then you got off another call with our friend Bruce Sharrett about... Two seconds ago. Well, tell him, tell him While what, you were on the air, actually. <laughs> what, were we, what were we talking to Bruce Sharrett about? We were talking about our current guest. Our current guest or our guest well, who's about guest to come Our guest that's up? coming up, which is Oscar Goodman, who's a pretty uh, interesting Oscar Goodman is, character. Yeah, go ahead, Joan. Tell us who Oscar he Goodman is. He is the former mayor of Las Vegas. His wife is the current mayor. And he's a famous criminal defense attorney who defended reputed mobsters. So we're going to talk about the mob today and law. And, and Las Vegas. Uh, should we welcome Sam Bellino back to the show? Because I feel like he hasn't been here in a long time. <laughs> I know, time. and we really didn't celebrate him I'm yet. I'm still around. Don't worry. I don't know, man. You haven't been around in a long time. He wasn't time, here Monday. Bellino. He wasn't here yesterday. He takes like every other day off. Well, yeah. Yeah, he, 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 <laughs> listen, he deserves it. Um, and you're looking dapper, might I say, in your purple. What's with the purple today? Why choose I don't know. Purple? It just made me feel good. Well, talking about clothes. Oh, look, you, you let us I, right into I, this. Thanks. I to did Alex. that on purpose. Thanks to Gall- nice. uh, Alex Garrett. Um, Segway. Segway. So, you know, I was railing on the fact that um, Chuck Schumer decided to uh, say, that, oh, okay, we're not, there's not going to be any big dress code on the floor of the Senate. And it was to accommodate one particular senator, Senator Fetterman. And uh, yes, he's a large man. Uh, yes, he self- suffers from mental disabilities. He was um, uh, housed in a um, rehab center for a while, uh, not long ago at all, uh, to deal with his mental um, illness. And he was refusing to come on the floor dressed appropriately. And he was taking, he was casting his votes basically from the hallway. And Chuck Schumer, for whatever reason, decided in one of his famous Sunday uh, press conferences to change the rules. And the rules now are were that uh, you basically can wear whatever you want on the floor of the Senate is if you were a senator, not if you worked for the Senate. 
you worked for the Senate, you had to wear, a man had to wear a jacket and tie. Well, Chuck Schumer, even though he's the boss of the Senate, he was voted down, and they passed a, um, I don't know if it was a rule or a law or a, a resolution, thank you, that you need to be dressed appropriately. And, I mean, it's, it's, to me, it is such a ground ball. Yes, thank you, Sam Bellino. I mean, it is such a ground ball that this is what should be done. It's about one word, and it's about respect. Um, you know, when you go to someone's wedding, right, you dress a certain way. Forget about the religious part of it, okay? I don't want to start a religious conversation. But when you go to someone's wedding or someone's birthday party at a, a nice establishment, you dress a certain way, and that, that's just a sign of respect. Um, wearing sweats, it's lazy. I mean, you could, I don't care how cool they are or how expensive they are. They're cushy. They're more comfortable. Um, they look slop, more sloppy. Um, and I know they're in vogue, but like I, I think I own one pair of sweatpants and I barely wear them. I'm either wearing a suit or I'm wearing some form of jeans. Um, to say that you could go on the floor of the Senate of the United States of America or into the halls of Congress, or into uh, the, the Supreme Court of the United States, or quite frankly, into the Oval Office, dressing like a slob. I mean, okay, maybe it's not a slob. That may be an exaggeration. But not putting in the time and effort and energy to put on an appropriate pair of shoes, socks, you know, you're on your own with the undergarments, um, a nice pair of pressed slacks, a, a nice pressed shirt. It's It just shows, hey, I'm making an effort because you're so important to me or this, this environment is so important to me that I'm going to show you that I am going to put the time, effort, energy, money into looking a certain way. So congratulations for the Senate in the middle of possibly having a shutdown and a migrant crisis and all other kind of stuff. Chuck Schumer throws into the mix this, like, attire issue. And um, I'm happy that the Senate got it right. And it was bipartisan for a change. So that was cool. Yes, Joan. Oh, wait, Jones, chiming in. I want to chime in on this because even when we had to shut down and then we reopened and everyone was here wearing masks, we all, even though we were business casual, we were dressed nicely business casual. We weren't wearing what we would wear to the gym or to, you know, walk our dog on Saturday morning. There is something to be said for feeling good about what you're wearing. I even did it during Zoom. So I think I do think you're right. And I think there's something to be said in its respect. I have a funny story real quick talking about Zoom. Um, in the middle of the pandemic, my friend um, Mario, we were doing court via Zoom and uh, he showed up on the screen just wearing a black T-shirt. Uh-oh. And the judge said... Court? Yeah. And wow. The, yeah. Uh-huh. And the judge said, um, Mr. Romano, we're going to take a break, and um, you're going to go get put on something a little bit more appropriate for this court appearance. He's like, well, judge, I would do that, but I'm actually in a hospital bed. I had quadruple bypass yesterday. I have IVs hanging out of my arm. I have tubes all inside of me. Um, so I don't think I could put on a, a collared shirt. And the judge was like, oh, my God, thank you so much for your commitment to your profession and doing this and not having another lawyer cover it for you. Wow. I feel so bad. And so, you know, sometimes exceptions need to be made. Um, 
I listened to um, Eric Adams this morning. He was on um, our friendly f- station uh, down the dial, WABC with Sid Rosenberg. I am going to uh, take a little bit of credit for that because those two got into some crazy dispute. Um, Sid, the head of the morning show over there, and, and Eric Adams, and it, w- w- it was not pretty. But we had Eric uh, Mayor Adams here a week ago tonight. A week, yes, one week ago tonight today um and when our interview was over which we we did here and we got a lot of uh, accolades for i called him i said you know i spoke to the mayor and without getting into details the bottom line is i think i mended the fences there and i think that's good because for all of us because the more places the mayor is heard the more opportunities he has to tell us what's going on the better it is for everybody so um you know, I, I take a little bit of credit for that. I, and yes, a week from tonight, actually, October 5th at Gracie Mansion is Italian Heritage Night. So that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, we'll do that. At, yeah, is it going to be vegan Italian food again? I'm going to have to put my mic back on. Yes, I think it's going to be vegan again. He usually does that for every single holiday he hosts there. So uh, it was well, good last year. Yeah, it was a lot of eggplant and a lot of zucchini. To. It so wasn't that your works. Cave Hill meat fast. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, Sam Bellino, welcome back to the show. How you hey, doing? Hey. I'm good, man. How are you? Yeah, we just enjoy a couple of weeks off. <laughs> I never take time off. Come on. I mean, one I mean, day on, or two. I wasn't he just from Wasn't home? he just in? Where were you? Just in South Carolina or somewhere? Yeah. So. Okay, I'm did, not that, was, that wasn't that much of a while ago. I'm not jetting off to see the Rolling Stones or Bruce Springsteen, all right. okay? You know, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, all right, we have Oscar Goodman. Um, we have Oscar Goodman coming in. Um, he is a, uh, he's a character. So, yes, he's a character. You're going to have a lot of fun uh, listening to his stories about being a uh, criminal defense attorney and being a mayor. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Like you're trying to push a boulder uphill wearing skates if you run or manage a local business today you're challenged like never before we get it and we want to help we're salem surround and when it comes to marketing consider us your personal move you forward company in a recent study we found that 53 percent of local businesses were classified as novices when it came to designing implementing and managing their marketing needs and that's where salem surround truly shines we're a full service marketing agency That'll help you increase your customer base by designing incredibly effective plans to reach your consumers day, night, and everywhere they might be. Let us give you an absolutely free audit of your current marketing and what your competition is doing. Our digital sales and support teams are the best in the industry and deliver customized personal service that's second to none. If you're a local business and ready for the next step, Google Salem Surround New York right now. Our experts are ready to help you take your marketing to the next level. Google Salem Surround New York today. 
Craving that signature Sunday sauce? Michaels of Brooklyn will make your place a must. Join Michaels of Brooklyn Sauce of the Month Club. Receive a different jar of Michaels of Brooklyn pasta sauce, homemade pasta and biscotti each month for six months. Make your home the place to be with Michaels of Brooklyn signature fresh marinara right in your home. Visit michaelsofbrooklyn.com and order online. That's michaelsofbrooklyn.com. Michaels of Brooklyn, serving the community since 1964. This is Greg Floyd, president of Teamsters Local 237. Join me for Reaching Out. We'll talk about the issues that matter the most to working families, union members, and everyone who cares about the future. On the next Reaching Out, Greg welcomes back CEO of Women in Need, former City Council Speaker Christine Quinn, to discuss the issues of homelessness in New York City. Saturday morning at 7 with an encore at 9 p.m. Only on AM 970, The Answer. Are you considering a unique way to enhance your investment knowledge this year? Then sign up today for the all-inclusive Eagle Financial Publications Cruise. Along with our trusted partner, The Money Show, we're setting sail this December to explore some of the most beautiful and unspoiled destinations in the Caribbean. But this is no ordinary vacation. It's a chance to learn from top Eagle Financial experts like best-selling authors George Gilder, Mark Skousen, and others who will be hosting a series of workshops and seminars throughout the trip. Imagine lounging on the sun deck while discussing investment strategies with like-minded individuals or enjoying a gourmet dinner at the same table with one of our leading financial authorities. This once-in-a-lifetime cruise is a perfect way to combine education and relaxation to achieve your investment goals. This cruise will sell out quickly, so visit EagleFinancialCruise.com today to learn more and to secure your cabin. That's EagleFinancialCruise.com. Eagle Financial is a division of Salem Media Group. All right. Now, we all know that planning for your future is so important. You need to protect you and your family. And how do you do that? Well, there's some things you can't do all by yourself. So there's some things you actually need a lawyer for to protect your assets, to make sure you don't lose everything to nursing home costs or your family does it in probate, wills, trusts, power of attorneys, health care proxies, living wills or estate plans. Attend a Connors and Sullivan free seminar and have all of your questions answered by Mike Connors himself. Monday, October 16th at Greenhouse Cafe in 3rd Avenue in Brooklyn, New York, 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. Tuesday, October 17th at Buckley's Restaurant Avenue S in Sheepshead Bay, Brooklyn at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Wednesday, October the 18th at the Adria Hotel, Northern Boulevard in Bayside, Queens, 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Thursday, October 19th at Conley's Corner. Grand Avenue in Masspath, Queens, 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. And on Friday, October the 20th at DeLuca's, Trattoria, 616 Forest Avenue, Staten Island, at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. If you can't make any one of these appointments, which you should try to do if you want to know st- just the basics of estate planning, if you can't, call Connors and Sullivan, 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500. And remember what Mike Connors always says, the biggest mistake when it comes to estate planning is not planning at all. Listen to AM 970 The Answer on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart, or odyssey.com. What do we got working here music-wise there, Sam Bellino? Warren Zevon, Lawyers, Guns, and Money. There you go. I love Warren Zevon. Left us too, too soon. Boom Boom Mancini. So uh, before I bring on this next guest, one of the 
several reasons why I'm bringing on this next guest. Uh, one of them has to do with someone who's celebrating a wedding anniversary today. Do you know who's celebrating a wedding anniversary today, uh, Sam Bellino? Our, our friend from Staten Island who likes yeah. to stay up late on Down the Dial. There you go, man. The guy who hangs out on the other side of midnight, uh, Frank and Rachel. I mean, look, I got to tell you, they, they broke the record. I mean, the over-under uh, at the wedding was they were never going to get this far. So congratulations. They, uh, you know, I'm going to talk to someone from, from Las Vegas. So, you know, he, could, he knows about the odds. Mm-hmm. So uh, to uh, Frank and Rachel Morano, happy anniversary. And uh, to my friend Bruce Sharrett, who uh, introduced me originally to our next guest, who uh, is just a real hoot. He's just a real riot um, based on his substance of who he's, who he is and what, what he's seen through the years. The one, the only Oscar Goodman. Welcome to the show, Oscar. Thank you, Art. How are you? I am just Jim Dandy here in New York City. Are you uh, hanging out in, the, uh, in Las Vegas? I, uh, I'm hanging out. I'm uh, having the best time in my life. You get to a certain stage where everything's a little easier than it used to be, and uh, I'm enjoying every single moment. From the moment I get up to the moment I hit the sack, I'm having a good time. Well, then I know you're very good at that. Um, you know, when you say everything is getting easier, I don't know. I'm getting a little older. Like, touching my toes is not as easy as it used to be, and, like, stretching for things is not as easy as it used to be, but I'm assuming you're talking about other things that are – as easier. Well, I don't think you should do that, Art. Why? Why? Uh, why stretch? Why touch? Um, just uh, have a drink. Have a martini. Have a Bombay Sapphire, uh, or, uh, either on the rocks or straight up with now, a jalapeno he, in it. That, that's much. Okay, good so here's that. a very important question, Oscar Goodman. Bombay Sapphire, and, and you're going to correct me if I'm wrong, has not been around forever. Correct. It's been around as long as I've been around. It has. Okay. All right. I did, I did not think. I thought that was like one of these. You know, I thought it was like Beef Eater. Didn't guys in your generation, wasn't it? Beef Eater was the, 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 the gin of yeah, choice. I to, yeah, I used to drink Beef Eater, and I, I drank it with a, a drop of scotch in it, and it was called a, a Continental Martini. And then uh, uh, somebody suggested that perhaps I talk to uh, the distributor, uh uh, of uh, liquor and beer out in Las Vegas uh, after I got elected, and they wanted to talk to me about perhaps being uh, the sponsor for Bombay Sapphire, and I really hadn't had a Bombay Sapphire. And when I tasted it, I I, uh, I said, "Boy, this is good," and uh, made a deal with them. Got myself a hundred thousand uh, dollars, uh, fifty thousand I gave to charity, and the other fifty thousand to a a school for scholarships uh, to children out here, and I've got more Bombay Sapphire gin in my storage uh, 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 department than uh, uh, my wife says when I uh, keel over, uh, they won't have to embalm me. So, Oscar Goodman, before we talk about more serious things, I I do a segment on the show on Fridays. But my dad writes these drinks for me. They call it Padre Lou's Libations. What is this about a martini, a gin with a, with a dollop of, of scotch in there? Well, uh, that's uh, that's history. Uh, now it's with a uh, jalapeno pepper. Okay, so there's no more scotch. There's no, they, they, but but there was a time when you were drinking gin with a little bit of scotch in there. Exactly. Yeah, it was terrific. It was very very mellow, and it took the perfume odor away from the gin, and it was just uh, uh, the way to drink it at that time. But now I'm I'm very happy with my jalapeno because when you 
uh, have, let's just say, two fingers worth, uh, the first uh, two fingers uh, uh, worth uh, uh, sort of are uh, uh, mellowing, and then the next two fingers worth, uh, you begin to lose uh, all types of touch in your fingers and in your toes, and maybe that's what you need, Arthur. Forget about the exercise. There you go. All right. So we're talking to Oscar Goodman, who really has worn two major hats in his lifetime, one of being a criminal defense attorney and one of being a mayor of of Las Vegas, which is two pretty cool jobs. Obviously, uh, I want to focus on the criminal defense attorney side. You know, here's where you and I are totally opposite. Uh, I was a, a prosecutor in the Brooklyn District Attorney's Office when crime was really rampant here in New York. So it, for me, it was a benefit because I got to try a ton of cases in a relatively short amount of time. But when I left, when I left and I opened up my own firm, two people who are very significant in my life, my father and a person who I call Uncle Frank Santo, separately, but within like two weeks of opening up my own firm, said to me, Arthur, if you can make a living in this business without representing guys in organized crime, you're going to be much better off. And I basically adhered to that advice. Now, you're a little older than I am, so you're from a different generation, but you went in the total opposite direction. And actually, the cover of your book, talking you, you, you're a self-proclaimed mob lawyer. So tell us, how has that, uh, how has that played out for you over the years, Oscar Goodman? Well, I, 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 of course, did not give me that title. Uh, my clients were reputed mobsters, and uh, the media picked that up, and then they became alleged mobsters, and then they became mobsters, and I was representing these gentlemen and ladies who uh, were being characterized as such, and uh, then they said, I'm the, uh, the mob lawyer. So uh, I took it as a badge of honor, to be quite frank with you, Arthur, because uh, these uh, people were able to pay me uh, – uh, what a lawyer should be paid, and that's what the lawyer is worth. And it was a very, uh, uh, it, w- it was like a, a medal of honor to represent them because they had the toughest kind of cases to defend. They were unpopular uh, people. Uh, their causes were causes that were uh, of an unpopular nature. And I had a chance to fight uh, the so- so-called very, very best uh, from the prosecutorial teams around the country, both state and federal. And uh, was able to really get involved with the first wiretap case in the United States, one of the first RICO cases in the United States, and traveled from place to place representing, and I say this very respectfully, a lot of people whose last name ended in vowels. And uh, I had a wonderful relationship with my clients and I enjoyed every single second of it. I was in, I woke up every morning and I knew I was in for a fight. And there's nothing like that. There's nothing like knowing that you're going to be representing somebody at a trial and you have their life and their freedom in your hands. Uh, nothing like uh, filing a motion to suppress evidence because of uh, illegal uh, uh, seizures that the government engaged in or to move to dismiss a case because of prosecutorial misconduct. Uh, things that you wouldn't ever dream of. And uh, um, Every day was a fight. Every day was a grand jury. Every day was a subpoena. And um, there was no more exciting life that a person could have who's practicing law. I don't care who you were or where you were. Uh, I have had it. And Oscar Goodman, did any of these guys ever give you a hard time, your defendants? No, because if they gave you a hard time, I fired them. So they never, you know, when you when you didn't get the result that they wanted or things didn't go. Oh, you know, Arthur, they, I, look, very much like yourself, when. 
We don't win all of our cases. Uh, uh, we'd be lying to people. I always like to hear these lawyers who say they never lost a case. That means they've never tried a case. And with my clients, uh, the government or the state or the people, whatever you want to call them, never offered me a deal that I would even take to the client. Of course, I had to tell the client that the deal was offered, but uh, you know, the, uh, they, they got the choice between the electric chair or the gas chamber, and they weren't particularly interested in accepting either one of those alternatives. So uh, we went to bat on just about every single case that I had. What was the longest trial you've ever done? Uh, I was involved in one trial that lasted for six months. It was a, uh, a case involving a Teamsters pension fund ripoff, supposedly, and I had charged a fee because I charged flat fees. I did not charge by the hour, and I told the clients that if I'm able to resolve their case with a phone call, I'm keeping the money. And uh, if I have to go to trial and, and uh, made a mistake it's, uh, in evaluating how long the case was going to be, uh, then I ate it. And uh, uh, this case I uh, evaluated as perhaps being a, a two-week trial, and it ended up to be a six-month trial. And <laughs> tell the ladies and gentlemen who are listening what that does to your nervous system when you wind up being in that kind of a financial hole? Well, yeah, that's part of the you know that's part of the uh, the job. I I, I tried to keep records uh, and I kept them for one day, and I didn't get anything done except keeping records. I, I had one of these books that you mark down every six minutes what you did, uh, and I by the time I got through, I had a sore hand. That's what I did. Uh, that's great. So, um, Oscar, we're going to take a break. We have to do a commercial. And here's what I would like to talk to you about in the modern era. I know you, you are well acquainted well, with... I wasn't talking about that far uh, uh, long ago. I, I wasn't practicing during the Depression, Arthur. I, all right, all right. When did, okay, when, when did you try that six-month case? Oh, i say in about 1976, 77. Okay, there we go. I was, I was nine years old. Um, I, what I would do want to talk to you about is... Um, you know, we're representing, my firm is representing Rudolph Giuliani in the case in Georgia, and it's a RICO case. And when we come back from the commercial, I would like you to juxtapose the RICO cases that you've been involved with uh, to that case down with President Trump and Rudolph Giuliani, et cetera, down in Georgia. So uh, you got about three minutes to get your thoughts together. We're going to do a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back with famed criminal defense attorney and former mayor of Las Vegas, Oscar Goodman. Don't go anywhere. Tonight at 7, Legal Night fires up right on time, just in time for you to have the biggest legal stories of the day brought to you with expertise from legal all-star Imran Ansari and yours truly, Kevin McCullough. That's tonight at 7. This is Dennis Prager. Now you can listen to my show when it's convenient for you and without censorship from big tech. Become a member of the ultimate online community for all things Prager. It's PragerTopia Unlimited. Listen to every radio show over the last 10 years, all commercial free. You can even listen to all my Torah teachings for free. Join today and save 25% off the first year and get a free PragerTopia coffee mug. Go to PragerTopia.com or click the banner at DennisPrager.com. 
AM 970, the answer doesn't have to stop when you turn off your radio. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter or Instagram. Download the app. Just search AM 970, the answer. Take us with you wherever you go. It's Joe Piscopo. The following is a Medical Minute sponsored by my friends at InfuCare Rx, a leading specialty infusion pharmacy provider for patients with complex conditions. InfuCareRx.com, improving quality of life one patient at a time. Here is Dr. Nick Silvestri, University of Buffalo. Because myasthenia gravis is due to an autoimmune condition attacking muscles, the most common symptom is muscle weakness. This disease can affect any muscle of the body, and common symptoms include double vision, droopy eyelids, slurring or hoarseness of speech, trouble with swallowing or chewing, difficulty breathing, and weakness of the muscles of the arms or the legs. An unusual feature of myasthenia compared to other neurological disorders causing weakness is that the symptoms of myasthenia tend to get worse as the day goes on or the longer a person uses their particular muscles. This Medical Minute is sponsored by InfuCareRx, and the information, comments, or views expressed by the guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views of InfuCareRx. Please consult your medical professional for any medical questions, opinions, or guidance. My name is Imran Ansari, and I lead the Civil Litigation Division of Idala, Bertuna & Kamins, the preeminent New York litigation law firm. Have you been injured in a construction site accident? Have you fallen from a scaffold, ladder, or height while on the work site? If the answer is yes, then you may be entitled to significant monetary compensation for your injuries. In most cases, the law in New York favors you as the plaintiff if injured in a fall while working on someone else's property. It is important you speak to an attorney right away to make sure your rights are protected. Myself and our team of experienced trial attorneys will never settle for less than what you deserve. We are always ready to go to court to fight for you and seek justice. If you or a loved one have been injured in an accident, don't delay. Call Idala Bertuna and Cammons at 212-486-0011, 212-486-0011, or visit us at idalalaw.com. Idala, Bertuna, and Kamins, fighting for justice, fighting for you. Let's talk about our friends at Plaza College. You know, uh, you may know someone who's kind of, I'll use the word floundering a little bit. They're just not sure what to do with their lives. Maybe they've graduated college. Maybe they graduated high school. Uh, maybe they're, they've, they're just hanging out. Maybe they just got laid off. Maybe they got fired. Maybe AI set them aside. What should we do? Well, you know what you should do? You should check out Plaza College. It's really that simple. It's There's no obligation to check it out. Go on their website, Plaza College, or you can just uh, email them, info at plazacollege.edu. Look, court reporting, nursing, they have all these different programs. And uh, the dental hygienist program, paralegal programs, it's really a way to kickstart your life. Forget about your career, your life, because let's face it, if you're just sitting home, Doing nothing. What does he say? The uh, idle mind is the devil's playground. I tell that to young men and women who get jammed up here all the time. Now, specifically, you know, I'm always about their court reporting program because it allows you to speed your way into the legal field and make great money without actually having to go to law school and losing your hair like I did. Court schools and television stations are all seeking 
court reporters to record and caption everything from depositions, classes, live shows, and sporting events. And now the National Court Reporters Association has partnered with Plaza College to offer a free two-week virtual seminar that gives a glimpse into the world of court reporting and captioning. That program is called A to Z, and it's being offered free and can be completed from the convenience of your home. So sign up today by emailing info at plazacollege.edu. That's info at plazacollege.edu. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Welcome back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with lifetime New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala, making the case for the city he loves. Here's Arthur. What do we got here, Sambolino? This T-Rex, bang a gong, get it on. Oh, get it on. Johnny Esposito was getting it on. He was on the phone with a lawyer just a little while ago yelling at him. It's great, great stuff. Oscar Goodman, it's Arthur Idala. Welcome back to the Idala Power Hour. How are you? Good, Arthur. Thank you very much. Great so, you know, you. we're dealing with this case down in Georgia. Uh, have you ever done any cases down in Georgia? I have. I have. I, I represented some folks in Atlanta and represented some folks in Macon. As a matter of fact, I had about three or four cases in Macon. And uh, the RICO case I mentioned before was uh, one of the first, if not the first, RICO trial ever to go to bat. And that was in Macon, Georgia. I represented fellow by the name of J.C. Hawkins and his brother, Reese Hawkins, and they were charged with just about every crime in the book, and uh, it was a, a real experience, I'll tell you that. Well, uh, yeah, I, I'm learning that as well. It's uh, definitely a little bit of an old boys network down there. So, you know, you talk about Rico, Rico, Rico. We know Rico typically to have to do with either organized crime or drug cartels. That's typically the way Rico was used. Rudy Giuliani used Rico to to bring down the mob here in in, in New York. And now they're charging... Ironic. Go ahead. Yes, you go, Oscar. Take it away. Yeah, it's, almost, it's almost ironic that uh, he's been charged under RICO because in my experience with RICO, it's, uh, uh, it's effective for only one reason, and that is uh, they throw the, uh, you know, the mud uh, on the wall and hope that some of it sticks. In the old days, they would charge a conspiracy, and they'd actually got to prove uh, that there, uh, somebody... Uh, engaged in some type of criminal activity with another person. Now you could be sitting around in a drugstore and uh, find yourself being charged because you said hello to somebody. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely, uh, you know, there used to be an expression, don't make a federal case out of it, because federal cases only used to be like the biggest, most serious issues. And now, you know, anything could be a federal case if they want to. Tell me what you think about this this Trump Giuliani indictment, you know, using the RICO statute in a state court case. Well, uh, it's very, very unusual. Uh, but I think that the whole RICO statute and uh, uh, down in Georgia is uh, different than perhaps in other places. They really haven't gotten involved in using RICO in a state court case elsewhere because it's very, very time consuming. It's a uh, it's usually designated a complex case right off the bat, and, and they don't need it because I don't think that anybody understands uh, when they're brought into court as a potential juror uh, what uh, RICO means. They hear about RICO. It sounds like something that Edward G. Robinson uh, would be involved in uh, uh, rather than a, a very serious federal crime, which enhances uh, the amount of time that a defendant would receive if, in fact, he's found guilty in the old days if uh, 
you uh, were found guilty of a conspiracy. Uh, you got a five-year sentence. Now you get a 20-year sentence for each count under the RICO and then a conspiracy to RICO. I mean, it's, uh, I, think it's, I, I think that it's unfair uh, to, uh, to a defendant uh, to charge him like that. It's almost ironic that your client is now facing what I consider to be an abuse of power when he was in inter- uh, the, uh, the U.S. attorney in New York, where he used to pile things on like that. So it's a, it's a very interesting proposition. I, I had only one matter which affected uh, Mr. Giuliani and myself. I represented Larry Holmes, the heavyweight champ, who had been subpoenaed by Mr. Giuliani to testify in front of a grand jury involving an investigation into Don, Holm, uh, Don King, Don the King, fight right. promoter. Right. And uh, he didn't show up himself. He said, I still remember the name of the... Uh, the prosecutor, a woman by the name of Ronnie Mann, she came into court. And by the time we got through arguing and screaming and yelling, they dismissed Mr. Holmes. But they disrupted uh, his whole life because they wanted to put pressure on King, even though uh, Holmes had nothing to do with anything other than uh, perhaps to get into the ring that uh, uh, where um, uh, King was the promoter. Uh, so uh, he's, he's getting a little, I hate to say it, Arthur, but I think your client's getting a little taste of what he, he uh, used to hand out. Okay, I you know I I I can accept that you know my my dad uh, you and my dad are right around the, the same age, and uh, when he was a criminal defense attorney here in in New York, he went up against the uh, Giuliani administration of the SDNY plenty of times, and uh, yeah, nobody could doubt, nobody could argue that uh, Rudy was was heavy handed. Uh, you know, the ends justify the means sometimes. I think in, in, in under his administration, uh, but. Let's take Rudy out of it. Let's just talk about Trump. Did you ever okay, have you well, ever seen I, in your career, Oscar Goodman, a RICO case having to do with people who really don't even know each other? I mean, obviously the chief of staff knows the president, and but they're not together the way a an organized crime group would be or a, a drug cartel cartel would be. No. And it's no, okay. It you take it away, it Oscar. It doesn't uh, require an agreement uh, between the parties. So. Uh, the typical conspiracy case, there has to be an agreement in order to uh, get on the moving train, as they say, uh, or get off the moving train, as they say. Uh, here, uh, there could be two people who never even heard of each other being thrown into a RICO case. And uh, the jury's going to be so confused, it's going to be a very, very difficult, uh, even if there are proofs to uh, to define to them so they understand it in uh, uh uh, uh, terms that they could follow along, racketeer-influenced corrupt organization. What does that mean? I think Professor Blakey, who was the author of it, was sitting in Notre Dame in the law school there where he was uh, uh, where he was employed. I, I think he was uh, uh, snorting something. <laughs> well, I mean, if you look at the last word, organization, can you uh, look? You could say that maybe crime families at some point they were organized and it was an organization. You could say that a drug cartel, if they had a real operation of producing it and and creating it and packaging it and then getting it into the country, and you could say that's an organization. This is a bunch of people fighting an election. I mean, is that really an organization under the RICO definition? Well, they're trying to make it into that, and if they succeed, then it is. I don't think they're going to succeed, to be quite frank with you. I think that, number one, they're going to have a very difficult time uh, picking a jury. And when they start trying to define what this case is about, uh, the potential juror, no matter how smart or or dummy is, isn't going to understand 
uh, what they're sitting in court for. Well, I uh, I think that there really is a, a type of a Trump syndrome where, I mean, uh, th- now this is four cases of, of a criminal nature. Now he's got, he already lost a civil case, a sex harassment case. Then this week he lost another uh, case regarding uh, his businesses. Uh, Oscar, have you ever seen anyone, any criminal defendant that you've represented, and you've represented them all, from Meyer Lansky uh, all the way down to the guys in Casino, etc., have you ever seen an individual targeted the way Donald Trump has been targeted by law enforcement and the civil the, the civil uh, world the way Donald Trump has been targeted? No, and I don't know whether it's uh, um, really uh, uh, the fact that these prosecutors who bring the case forward uh, feel that there has been something untoward done or a crime being committed as much as uh, building their bones or making their bones uh, on uh, the former president. I, I have a feeling it's a lot of the latter. And I'm not a Trump fan. I'm not, I'm not an enemy. I, I've met the gentleman, and, and I found him to be a, a very charming person uh, when I did a little bit of business with him. But uh, um, the, the, the bottom line is uh, enough is enough. Uh, try a case and then see how you do with the jury. I think, uh, I think the prosecution is going to be shocked in your case down there, because you're a wonderful lawyer. You're going to give them they, all they can handle. Most of these prosecutors, all they ever do is go in front of a grand jury. Uh, they intimidate the witnesses. They, you can indict a ham sandwich. I mean, uh, it's not tough to get an indictment. But to get a conviction on something of this nature, uh, I think it's going to be very, very tough with a, with a tough criminal defense like lawyer like uh, Arthur Ayadella facing them. Well, uh, Oscar, I just got a text from my friend Frank that says I should keep you another segment. Do you have another uh, 10 minutes for us? For you, I certainly do, and he's my friend, too. He loves you. He loves you to death. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break, and I want to come back and talk to Oscar Goodman about a little bit about being mayor and then a little bit about um, the plight of a criminal defense attorney and when people say, how could you represent those horrible people and sleep with yourself? So don't go away. We'll be right back. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Wish there was an easier way to navigate the world of real estate. If only there was a way to learn from the best. Well, now there is. Saturdays at 10, our very own Dottie Herman, vice chair of Douglas Elliman, gives you the inside track to what is hot in real estate. Stay one step ahead in today's seller's market as Dottie gives her tips on how to make it through the tricky waters. Doesn't matter if you're new to the game or a seasoned vet. You need to listen to Eye on Real Estate. Dottie and her team of experts will guide you as sellers and buyers to make sure you're getting the best value for your property. Whether you want to become a real estate agent or work within the business, there is no better person to learn from than the great Dottie Herman. Why? Because she is the best, period. (laughs) So tune in, Eye on Real Estate, Saturdays at 10 on AM 970, The Answer. That's Eye on Real Estate, Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock, on AM 970, The Answer. Okay, before I tell you about Bay Ridge Honda, I have to make a correction. Uh, when I was talking about Plaza College, I said I thought the term was an idle mind is the devil's playground, but my brother from another mother, Chris, 
corrected me and said, Chidrulo, it's the idle hands are the devil's playground. So, Uncle Chris, thank you for fixing that. I appreciate it very much. And Chris and his family are very, very good friends with the Sabah family, especially beautiful Brenda, the matriarch of the Sabah family. And the Sabah family has owned Bay Ridge Honda for over 60 years. And they are kicking off this season by saving you $1,500. Yep, $1,500 when you turn in your trade or lease and purchase your next car with Bay Ridge Honda. They have been the Sabah-owned and operated dealer serving all five boroughs for over six decades. You can browse from over 200 new Honda vehicles and over 100 certified pre-owned vehicles backed by the Honda True Program at their 2022 President's Award-winning dealership. Right now, get 0% APR financing and 0% payment on select new 2023 Honda models all month long. Plus, you'll receive that $1,500 I was telling you about when you turn in your trade or lease and purchase your car from Bay Ridge Honda. Even if you don't buy from Bay Ridge Honda, they want to buy your car from you. So visit Bay Ridge Honda, 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, or visit them online at BayRidgeHonda.com. That's BayRidgeHonda.com. These deals are available to qualified buyers. Additional fees may apply. See dealer for details. Sale ends October 30th, October 31st, 2023. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer. Young teacher, the subject of school girl fantasy. She wants me. Sambolino, are you awake? Yeah, man. I asked you, tell me what, what, what song this is. This would be Don't Stand So Close to Me by The Police. Sorry, I didn't have your mic on for a second. Oh, I'm talking to you and you're telling oh, <laughs> Sam, oh, hold on. Joan's going to pounce. Joan's about to pounce. You forget the power I wield here. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I uh, sell a peanut gallery to pipe down, all right? All right, all right, all right. Oscar Goodman, he was the mayor of Las Vegas. Uh, But what he's really known for in my world is being a spectacular criminal defense attorney. Before I talk to you about being the mayor of Las Vegas, I remember, I think it was my second year of law school, I brought home a bunch of law law students uh, for a Sunday dinner that my mom cooked. And one particular lady, Stacy, one of my classmates, my dad, I don't know, he was representing like the World Trade Center bombers or some really bad people. And she was like, Mr. Idala, I know you're a great lawyer, but how do you sleep at night representing these horrible people who should probably get the death penalty and you're trying to get put them back out on the street? So if you were talking to Stacy right now, uh, Oscar Goodman, you tell tell me what you would tell Stacy. Well, uh, uh, the whole concept of uh, the criminal justice system is to make sure, and it doesn't happen, it takes a... A lawyer who's ready to work real hard seven days a week, think about the case and work on the case 24 hours a day to make sure that the Constitution, which applies to uh, all American citizens and is the bulwark of what makes us a great country, is adhered to uh, by the government uh, in their activities. That they can't engage in uh, illegal searches and seizures, violations of rights. Uh, These are not technicalities. These are uh, the basis of what makes our country great. And they uh, it's the job of a criminal defense lawyer to make sure that the prosecutor uh, does not engage in misconduct. And 
Uh, I'm sure you found the same thing, Arthur, as I found it. That is, the more you try these cases, particularly in the federal system, uh, it's almost impossible to get through the case without catching a federal agent, be it an FBI agent, be it a DEA agent, uh, without catching him in some kind of a lie. As far as I'm concerned, it's more important to catch him in the lie than it is to put uh, a defendant away uh, for a long, long time in prison because it goes to the very heart of the system. And uh, these people who are caught in the lie, there's uh, there are no uh, penalties against them. They're never charged with perjury. There's not even a letter in their file. Uh, so that's what we do for a living. And uh, most of the people, when they say, how can you represent a guilty person? That's not our job. Uh, yeah, you don't even know. Uh, the client doesn't even know uh, whether he's guilty of what he's being charged. Let me give you an example. You come home, God forbid, and your front door is busted in, and you see the uh, drawers in your home are all rifled through, and your personal effects are, have been touched by somebody, and you pick up the phone. I don't know whether you have 911 back there where you call the police or uh, some other number, but you call the police, and you say, I was what? Now, the average person, uh, they say, I was robbed. Well, they weren't robbed. Uh, 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 they were burglarized, and there's about a 10 or 15-year difference between the sentence that the person's going to be charged with. Uh, uh, robbery is taking something by force or threat of force. Burglary is entering with the intent to commit a felony. Two different ball games. So I really didn't want to hear whether I had an opinion as to whether somebody's guilty. That's up to a jury. Uh, our job, Arthur, and you do a best uh, of, of all the lawyers, our job is to make sure that we hold them to that standard and if they can't meet that standard, they're not entitled to a conviction. Well, I I couldn't agree with you more. And, you know, when people say to me, I don't know how you do what you do, uh, you know, I, I don't know how you sleep with yourself. I said, well, if you think what I do is wrong, I said, then you're not an American and you should probably leave this country and go somewhere else would, where, where you don't, you know, where, where that the system is once the police arrest you, you're automatically guilty and you automatically get punished. Um, exactly. So I have to talk to you a little bit about the political side of the world. Uh, how do you go from being a criminal defense attorney representing the worst of the worst sometimes to being an elected mayor of Las Vegas? Well, uh, let's put it this way. You're representing the alleged worst of the worst. I, uh, well, I'm I assuming some of them were convicted, Oscar. Some of them you had to be convicted. Oh, of course they were. Of course they were. Uh, but uh, that doesn't make them the worst of the worst, Arthur. But. Uh, I had tried just about every kind of case. I represented Jimmy Shagra, who was charged along with uh, Woody Harrelson's father with the assassination of a federal judge down in Texas. I represented our federal judge out here uh, on uh, some uh, charges of uh, venality with the uh, brothel owner from up in Reno and appeared in front of the U.S. Senate on an impeachment proceeding. I'd done the Alpha and Omega, and uh, uh, it got to a point uh, after one of my uh, a favorite client is Anthony Spilaggio, who was portrayed by Joe Pesci uh, in the movie Casino uh, when he was found in a cornfield in Indiana. And uh, uh, I, 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 uh, I found myself going down to the office and looking myself, uh, and, and it's not a, a pretty face to look at, and, 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 and saying to myself, you know, uh, I'm not doing what I want to do. I'm going to work every single day, and I'm seeing how much money I could charge. And I said, that's what I'm, uh, I'm not about that stuff. And I uh, took my wife and my children on a cruise to the Caribbean during the Christmas vacation of 1998. And I said, you know, I think I'd like to do something different. They said, what do you have in mind, Dad? I said, I think I'd like to try to keep the system honest from the inside. What do you say? 
uh, what do you mean? I said, well, I, I think I like to keep uh, government clean and try to clean up uh, corruption in government and uh, make sure that everybody does their job right. They said, what are you talking about, Dad? I said, I think I'm going to run for mayor of Las Vegas. Well, we have a very democratic family, and we take a vote on anything that affects one another. And uh, my wife abstained, and the four children voted for it, and not the against me. Dad, they said, there's no way you could win. you got more baggage than the skycaps out of the airport. And I said, you, uh, if I say I'm, I'm going to run, I'm going to win. And uh, I, I ran, and uh, <laughs> I guess the reality uh, just uh, seeped in that, uh, I, I filed on a Friday, and on Sunday, the local newspaper had its editorial, anybody but Oscar for mayor. And I said, okay, I'll teach these people a lesson. And I won, and then I won again, and then I won again. And I made United States history, or my wife did anyway. Uh, she uh, she uh, ran to succeed me, and she's now in her third term as well, and uh, term limited. She has a year to go, and uh, it'll be a quarter of a century of Goodman's, and I can tell you one thing, and none of these Goodmans uh, have been indicted or charged or uh, looked at with aspersion by uh, uh, anybody other than saying maybe they worked too hard, and uh, but they did a good job. And that's what it's all about. And which career did you enjoy more, the defense attorney career or the uh, mayor career? Like yourself, I can't answer that question because I think you're the kind of guy who wakes up in the morning and you know, you're going to carpe diem. You're going to seize the day. You're going to squeeze out every little ounce of making it. a day worthwhile. So it's, uh, every single moment of every single job, from the time we come from very similar backgrounds. Uh, you know, I'm sure you had a job when you were a kid or a young man, and uh, we did things that uh, maybe would uh, people wouldn't even think of doing uh, these days, like uh, cleaning toilets. And I, I worked in New York. I had, to shine my, I had to shine my father's shoes. That was my big job, shining shoes. Well, Okay, well, uh, that's a good thing. Uh, I worked at the Manhattanville uh, at the uh, community center up there in Harlem, 125th and Amsterdam, cleaning toilets. And, uh, uh, I, uh, you know, it teaches you to be humble, and it teaches you uh, what hard work can get you. And um, I made some wonderful contacts uh, in these kind of jobs. And uh, I, I loved every single moment of going to work then, too. Well, Oscar, we ran out of time, and both Bruce Sharrett, who I want to thank for getting you on the show, and Frank Morano were both correct. They said the time's going to fly, and it absolutely did. I think this may have been the fastest show, in my, to, at least the way it seemed to me, that I've done. Uh, so thank you so much. You're a national treasure. And uh, keep enjoying yourself, and uh, hopefully one day uh, soon we can have a Bombay Sapphire Martini together. Okay, that's terrific. Thank you, Arthur, very, very much. I thank you. Warm regards to your wife. Thank you so much. You're a good man. All right, folks. We will be back tomorrow. Um, I believe we'll be live and local. If, if I'm very lucky, Joan will be here. Maybe Sam Bellino. And I think this is going to be like my first full week that I do shows all week long. Not true. Happy anniversary, Frank and Rachel. See you tomorrow. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna and Cammons, PC. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.